0: Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops, fearsome beasts of the mountains and plains. I've seen a stout so powerful that it snapped a man's toilet in half the day after drinking it.
1: Yar-har.
0: I've seen IPAs with hops as big as frying pans that'd rip your face right off. Nothing you could do with that. Just rip it off. Once there was a pale ale that swooped down from the sky, and its flavor was so bold. His eyeball popped right out of their sockets. Ah! I can't see! I'm blind!
1: Hops. And box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films. The bombs. The disasters. The much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back grab a beer, and enjoy the show.
0: Hello and welcome back. This is our 162nd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Whoop Bam Entertainment. And we are the internet's premier podcast for good movies. No, no, bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight we continue our semi-historical Hops and Period Piece Flops with a forgotten gem of the late Chris Farley's career, Almost Heroes. Along with me for this treacherous trek to the Pacific are one half of the swine duo portraying the king and queen of France, Chumpzilla. That is costume stuff, which makes it legitimate theater. Thank you very much. That's true. I mean, if you're going to watch animals have sex, they have to be in costume. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you're just a weirdo. I mean...
2: Aren't we all just animals having sex? But I digress.
0: At the end of the day. Uh, and we've got one of our returning pod favorites and the man fingering his stomach wound, Bling Blake.
1: Maybe now you can agree that drinking does have its benefits. You just said that. <laughs> so, you know what? And I, I, you know
0: what? Pittsburgh Nelly agrees. Hey, don't spoil yeah. Pittsburgh Nelly quite yet because that is the name of our trivia challenge. So I will reveal oh. why she is the name of a fork uh, off of the Missouri River <laughs> soon enough.
2: I'm just saying she, she can do some things with her good arm that anyway, we'll, we'll get
0: there. <laughs> uh, so points of order. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B.O. Flaps, And you can find Wabam Entertainment at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T. Almost Heroes should be found in your personal library as it is mine. But if not, you can rent it for $2.99 or $3.99 across streaming platforms.
2: Uh, I heard a filthy rumor that it's free on YouTube. So also
1: do that. That's gross because I purchased this again and it was worth every single penny.
0: See, I agree. I did the same thing. I had this on DVD and then I recently just bought it on streaming for a crisp $9.99. And I was very pleased with that purchase. I also saw this in theaters, and I have a funny story about that later. Oh, my God. I will say this, T-Dubs. You have some of the
2: best I saw this in theater stories. I'm going to put this into that category.
0: This is more relating to the production of this movie, which I think there had to be a lot of panic going on when five months before this was set to be released, Chris Farley has you know his untimely passing, and they're like, well, how do you market this movie now? And they just kind of, like, put it out there. Like, oh, okay, you yeah. don't. You just... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I know I was, just cause, cause, cause it cause... was his last movie. Yeah.
2: Well, and and also, just be honest, I mean, Matthew Perry, just
0: such a bankable star, right? Well, I mean, everybody, a, everybody a, was like, dude,
2: I got to go see that Matthew Perry movie.
0: That's and a discussion yes. for later, because I do have a question relating to him and uh, lack of success for... A lot of the Friends cast when it came to big screen movies, which just doesn't make sense. Like Friends was so immensely popular.
2: Well, now let's be honest though. This is better than Ed. Okay. All right. But the girls, uh, what was the stupid well Waiter just like
0: way ahead of everything? Because that was the question.
2: But my point is, my point is the, the, the female cast members on Friends did much better. Lisa Kudrow had a couple crappy movies. Lisa Kudrow um, did not. Yeah, she also suffered. Yeah. But but Let me Courtney, analyze
1: this franchise.
2: Courtney Cox That's got true. Scream. She got Scream and Jennifer Aniston got office space.
0: Jennifer Aniston got a whole hell of a lot. She's clearly oh, yeah. the most successful of the, of the group. By far. yeah Yeah, moving on let's talk beer tonight we're drinking rogues gumborough west coast ipa it carries a nearly captain cash approved 6.8 abv and features a subtle hop aroma with piney hop flavors up front that give way to a light tropical fruit body its finish is a nice blend of malt fruit and pine with lingering bitterness and of course like colossal Claude, there is a legend to the Gumborough, which looks like sort of a demented bear like a bear maybe from uh, annihilation for example and uh i actually like this beer i like all of rogue's beers this is less i think dry than colossal claw i'd give it three bad movies i like it
1: oh fair enough that's yeah. a lot of movies for your tum tum on an ipa
0: you know and i'm gonna be hurting. I'm going to be feeling like Bartholomew Hunt after he gets super drunk partying with Aaron Burr.
1: (laughs) Maybe you should get your own bottle.
0: Uh, I don't need it. I'm not talking about getting blind drunk, man. Okay. (laughs) God, I love this movie. Good. You you know, can we all just agree
2: because I think we're all relatively the same age that when we hear Aaron Burr we think of that commercial for Milk. I can't say it without saying
1: "Ooh,
2: boom. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and yeah. and, 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 and uh, Mr. Bling, do you know who directed that commercial? I have no idea who directed that commercial. Oh, you do know who directed that commercial. It's none other than Michael Bay. No,
0: he
1: did not. Facts. Boom. It yep. does explain his ex- extraordinarily strong bones. That explains,
0: explains why the uncut version somebody marches into that guy's house and actually shoots his head off. And and, and Megan Fox does a striptease. Yeah, but and, yeah then no, a, uh, and then a rat does cocaine. It's just <laughs> fucking crazy. It's wild. Yeah.
2: But no, I, I'm not kidding. That is an absolute 100% chumpzilla fact. Michael Bay directed that commercial for the fucking milk board.
1: And not one single explosion. That's impressive. Yeah. True. Well, Well, you know, Aaron Burr
0: wouldn't look at an explosion because he's a tough guy. He didn't throw away his shot like Hamilton. Bitch. Next time, fire on target. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways.
2: Wow. Wow. (laughs) That that, that took a little bit of a left turn there, folks. Sorry about that. Let's get Uh, back on
0: track. Almost Heroes was directed by, yes, Christopher Guest. That Christopher Guest, who you may know from such tremendous films as Mighty Wind, Best in show or waiting for Guffman, which all could easily be my recommendation for today, but they are not.
2: He was He was also, wasn't he one of the stars of, this is Spinal Tap?
0: Yes, he's one of the stars of Spinal Tap. I mean, yeah.
2: Which is Eugene Levy in this movie. There, there are funny people involved in this film.
0: Which is why it's so funny. <laughs> hmm. Listen, just because you like to shit in everybody else's Cheerios doesn't mean you're correct about this. I, I didn't say anything. You're 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 you're
2: being defensive here. I have not said anything yet. You're already defensive, so that tells me that you do have something to be defensive about. Perhaps the lack of humor in this film. You're you're a fool,
0: on a fool's mission. <laughs> uh, this movie stars Chris the Lunch Lady Farley as Bartholomew Hunt. You've got Matthew Chenandler Bong Perry as Leslie Edwards. You've got Eugene. We'll just tell your mother you ate it. <laughs> as levy as <laughs> i'm gee fontanel
2: uh, hold, hold on hold on just let's we'll just stop for a second i gotta get this out of my system eugene levy a legitimate like funny person like a, a top tier comedic actor what the fuck was he doing with his accent in this movie it wasn't even a bad french accent it was just a bad
0: he's a french charlatan accent. he's a I, charlatan all right I, I,
2: is there any payoff for that? It's just like a bit he does, and it never like works. It's I don't know. I got it. Just funny guy, not funny in this movie. Moving on.
1: It strikes me as very French Canadian. Uh, he definitely kind of checks a lot of the boxes for those those rural Quebecois. Uh, no, that's that's where that de- is going for. This this I've
2: dealt, can- with, I've dealt with a handful of what you're talking about here, Mister Bling. Uh, I know what you mean. I get it. Still execution subpar.
0: This Canadian Canadian accent,
2: she's a real
1: fur trapper.
0: Yeah, this Canadian accent is no more insulting than 95% of Strange Brew. So, like,
2: Strange Brew is a good movie. I don't know why you're trying to drag it into this.
0: Well, because it's a movie with actual Canadian people doing terrible Canadian accents
2: it's 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 a french accent and you know what you can take off your hoser
1: it's a french canadian accent is french canadian you can can take off your hoser i found a baby mouse in my gumbo beer just throwing it out there i'm pretty sure that means we can turn it and get a free case
0: okay that's exactly what it means uh and you've also got bokeem the shocker version two, woodbine is jonah and a host of others uh, in an
2: incredibly racially insensitive role that does not hold up well at all. That was such a weird, that's such a weird thing to stick in this movie. Like,
0: mm, I, I don't think really I don't think it's, uh...
2: some, some awkward historical accuracy in the film. <laughs> the gag just doesn't
0: stick well at all. Honestly, I don't, I don't think it was that bad. I th- I mean, I think like the oh, it's casual just, use it's of just the, the term taste. savage and Indian is more distasteful. But then again, this is 1803. And the, the whole joke is that he's actually the most, he's the smartest of the group and the
1: most useful. That's the joke. But that's yeah. only evidenced by the fact that he has an inexplicable English accent. I don't understand that. <laughs> that's That's weirder than Matthew Perry's accent.
2: It, well, you know, I'm just going to say this. That's a good point. Everybody in this movie, not just Eugene Levy, is working some kind of weird accent. It's like they all got together like in an improv class and said, hey, guys, let's workshop strange accents. And then they fucking decided to do it in a movie. Because everybody in this movie talks weird. You got the one oh. guy that does a weird falsetto mid-Atlantic thing. It, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it
0: just.
2: You know, what, what is Matthew Perry even doing?
0: Nobody you know, guess, knows what he's doing.
1: That's besides. I, the point. I,
2: I don't think I don't think he knows what he's doing.
0: Cocaine.
1: No, he, he that was yeah. skinny. Matthew no. Perry. He was doing. He was doing more cocaine than Chris Farley during the filming was Louise movie.
2: No, I personally, I think he was probably getting high off of Chris Farley's cocaine, just like oozing out of his
0: pores. Like just, it's like a proximity high thing. Uh, I don't think this was a safe workplace for those who were not uh, into drug use i will
2: say this matthew perry does
1: appear to be sober in good health during this movie for the most part and from my understanding they basically had to to babysit farley to make sure that he stayed clean and i think he actually did and turned in a uh, chris farley performance
2: i would argue that chris farley is visibly high several times in this movie
0: i don't think so i don't think he's doing anything different than what we see him do the the
2: reading the reading scene uh, the reading scene.
0: I'll tell you That's the movie point. he is visibly he is, high He is, he is, he is. is okay. Dirty Work. That's the movie he's visibly not doing well, and I get the character's supposed to look like he's not doing well, but things well, were not well I, when he did Dirty Work. I I, bl- I blame
2: Artie Lang for that. So did also, Robert not did. not to shit on Artie Lang, but those guys okay. are both
0: You're way off topic. Users. Let's get back to this movie. Uh, well, I, you, hey, you brought up Dirty Work. You know This movie... sits at five percent on rot tomatoes and it grossed six point one million dollars on a budget of 30 million i don't think this movie's that bad i actually enjoy this a lot as i said i saw it in theaters and how do i know they rush this out to just be like hey this is chris's last starring role you got to see this is because in the dual scene with hidalgo in the theaters a boom mic randomly dips down into the scene between matthew perry and Hidalgo, <laughs> and then was removed, and I'm like, "Huh, that should not have made the cut." <laughs> uh,
2: is this movie five percent bad? No, it's not five percent bad. Definitely it's, not. No. It's probably twenty percent bad. It's it's not good. It's it, it is boom, mic in the scene. Bad. This movie I, I, is. Pretty, pretty careless and thoughtless
0: and it's no worse than Beverly Hills Ninja which I also obviously love uh, and I think McCheese okay. and I actually saw this together this movie's infinitely quotable if you saw it when you were at a certain age and Farley was our guy I've talked about this when I recommended the Farley documentary Farley, Sandler those were our guys that was our Saturday Night Live cast I look back very fondly on everything he did I love it all and this movie is ridiculous and silly and stupid in a lot of ways and I still think it's very funny. I was ca- like cackling watching this the other night and my wife was like, you need to go downstairs. <laughs> to
2: your point, T-Dubs, this movie is very much in the same vein as Billy Madison, Tommy Boy, Black Sheep, all of those. It, it's one of those kinds of movies. I would
0: actually argue that it is better than black sheep to me i don't i think black sheep was no. trying way too hard to be tommy boy again and it didn't work as well as tommy boy
2: it was a very formulaic but i will say this the chemistry between david spade and chris farley trumps uh matthew perry and chris
0: farley i'm sorry but i just ignore matthew perry he's just there it, it could literally be any actor he's he's meaningless know, to me. Actually. i
2: know they give I know they give Chris Farley top billing in this movie, but Matthew Perry's the main character and he fucking sucks. Yeah, but
1: he's a placeholder, like she doesn't stand.
2: Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, but in this movie, though, he's, it's just like, I wish, it, I wish that was David Spade. Sorry, I'm just like, mm, well, I wish that, that was David Spade. I don't want to break the- your heart, but you also suck, together.
0: and you still get like third billing on this show.
2: I, I am the I am the shittiest of the co-hosts. That is correct. <laughs> you, you
0: totally, totally suck. Uh let's get I, let's get to our first question. Uh, How would you describe this movie? I am 70's? the I am the Frank Stallone of the podcast. I understand. That's generous. That's you didn't very do a lot generous. of credit there, Chompy. Yeah. Wow. Like really, you can't just go around calling yourself Frank Stallone. <laughs> you can't that's that's like the most braggadocious bullshit i've ever heard if anything you're like fran stallone he's like the stallone that owns a meatball sub shop in the middle the middle of philadelphia did you just call me the nanny he he's like casually related to the family but not really and nobody wants to talk to him because he's got gambling debts that's you you're fran stallone and instead of having a cheesesteak shop he sells meatball subs that's cold blooded, brother I'm sorry, I'm just telling the truth. All right, how would you describe this in one sentence? We'll start with our guest Bling Blake.
1: If Lewis and Clark was funny,
0: okay, yeah, and in a way it was. No, no, it wasn't funny at all. In fact, it's horrific, <laughs> it's horrific what we've done based upon their travels. Thanks a lot, YouTube Jagovs. Uh, Chumpzilla, how would you describe this? Uh,
2: what if the guys that uh, did Spinal Tap decided to? do
0: a princess bride remake but it sucked i i still don't get your comparison there but i guess you can try and elaborate on that later i do not get I, that well, at I, all
2: I, it, it just it, yeah no it just because it's such a goofy i don't know i got princess bride vibes from this movie like they were trying to do like a high like frontier fantasy kind of horseshit thing with it and then
0: the whole love angle and it just it's a yeah it was a mess Okay, my description There's is.
2: Something there. Go ahead, yeah.
0: White water and white powder fuel this hilarious romp between <laughs> Chris Farley and Matthew Perry. You've never seen two guys more high on fun and drugs. Just
2: imagine if those guys could have got their hands on some white claws. In addition oh my to that, god! White, forget it. White water and white powder. They the only thing fucking...
0: this movie is missing is Kevin Bacon as the evil guy on, on the river, set to take over their canoe. <laughs> Is that, is that a Donnie Darko thing? It's a River Wild joke. Do you haven't I seen was, that, I movie. would watch that movie, oh, by the
2: oh, way. Oh, without without a paddle. Without a paddle. That's a, no. that's a good one. No. No. No Shepard.
1: Shepard. Thing, Seth, Seth Green. White Claws in the Morning. I'm pretty
2: sure he's in Homelander in that one.
1: Is he in that? No. Look it
2: up. No. Look it up. He's, he, I, I'm pretty sure he's the friend that dies. I don't. You point? know
0: what? I'm not going to look it up. You know Somebody why? Google he's, that. I just I pre- don't. I'm pretty I sure. I just that's... don't care. <laughs> What's his name? He's. His name is Anthony Starr.
2: Anthony Starr. Yeah. Somebody. I, I can't be wrong. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's the friend that dies and without a paddle.
0: All right. While you Google that, I'm going to do the actual IMDb IMDb description, which is two bumbling explorers hope to beat Lewis and Clark to the Pacific Ocean as they race across America's western frontier in the early 1800s. Now, as we get to the plot, that's literally the movie. These two bumbling assholes, under the direction of Thomas Jefferson, who is president, depart for a journey to the Pacific. One is a useless aristocrat played by Matthew Perry. The other is a drunk, illiterate tracker played by Chris Farley. Their journey sees them endure all manner of hiccups, including a bear attack, a severe toothache, a fire at a brothel of straw women, a drinking duel with some sadistic Spaniards, a harrowing trek through some whitewater rapids, their leaders succumbing to fever amidst a treacherous mountain climb, a battle with an overprotective eagle, and a partnership with some geriatric but very strong braves, and a reunion with the Spaniards where they must endure the gauntlet. At the end of the journey, despite their low intelligence, they beat Lewis and Clark, making it to the Pacific before those uppity-ass clowns the end now quickly almost heroes how many beers are required i'll just say this is three enjoyment beers for me i love this movie still if you're a farley guy you're gonna love the movie like yeah it's not farley's best work but you know i i still like i'll watch sandler movies i'm like oh that wasn't very good but i liked it because i'm a sandler guy Blink, blink. how many beers
1: you know, to be perfectly honest, I watched this uh, on Father's Day Recovery Monday with a wicked hangover and actually had no beers and enjoyed the heck out of it. But for the sake of the rating system, uh, I'm with you. I'm with you, T. Daz. Uh, I think three enjoyment beers uh, all day. No pain.
0: No pain here, unless you've got a wicked toothache that a taxidermist has to help you take care of. Chumpzilla. Uh, oh, Oh, you loved it. Great. Great. Thank you. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, no, notes. no, no.
2: Notes. No, Good. Good. Well, first off, I just got to say, if you're having any dental issues, get that taken care of. Those are not luxury bones. That is an important part of healthcare. So if you do have any dental discomfort, discomfort excuse me, <clears throat> get that addressed. It'll be good for you. As far as this movie goes. Okay. I am also of the age, yes, I do like my Adam Sandler movies. I do like my Chris Farley movies. And I even, after watching this film, I texted my buddy, my rugby pal from Minnesota, one Frogger, and uh, he said that I was wrong. He did not actually play against Chris Farley when Chris Farley was at Marquette. He played against the guys from Marquette that had played with Farley. Farley was like a year or two uh, ahead of him. So they never technically crossed paths, but he played with the guys that played with Chris and those guys in Marquette still told the stories of how fucking fun it was to hang out with Chris Farley because he is famously just a fucking fun dude and a good guy. Um, but as far as this movie goes, I'm going to give it two pain beers and two fun beers. It um, only an hour and a half long Four beers is a little excessive, but. It's sort of dumb. So crank out the two paints, have two for fun. And here's to my friend, Chris Farley. Cheers.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, That's better than I expected you to say. Uh, So before we get to our lingering questions, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from our brothers in beer and uh, cartography, the taxidermy, taxidermy, um, dentistry, owning brothels with straw women dentistry uh was that was that, that eb barnum yeah over at Hot nation usa Barn- that, was e. B. that was not eb farnum that was not eb
2: farnum uh and I when know. Come back, I'm me
0: oh sorry we do have Where, some fun questions where's captain cash for that we need captain cash for that. we I'm do sorry. hey everyone this is steve
1: and this is adam and we're part of the hot nation usa podcast pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and
0: homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether
1: you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation.
0: Hello and welcome back to the 162nd episode of Hops and Box Up Slops, presented by Thomas Jefferson. No, presented by Wabam Entertainment. And we've got some... Uh, questions. No, I'm sorry. Presented by Aaron Burr. Thank you very much. Yes, about Almost Heroes. The last starring vehicle for one Chris Farley. The first being, and Chumpsill, I'm laying out some ground rules. You cannot be negative. You've had your your opportunity to be negative about this movie. I just want to know okay. what was your favorite scene or comedic moment from this movie? We'll start with you. And you can't be negative.
2: To be honest, this movie is mostly devoid of humor. Um, it is more enjoyable than Dracula Dead and Loving It. I will say that there are more moments to it. If I had to pinpoint anything, it might be the uh, the Sacagawea shower bathing gag between the two lead characters. That's probably the moment in the film that they have the most chemistry And it's like almost a funny thing. And there's that casual amount of 90s homophobia. That's like, ah, that's the good stuff. I remember those days. So I'm going to give it to that. Because this movie
0: mostly sucks. And that sucks too. But Uh, that's what I'm going with. I said no negativity. Also, uh, your backhanded compliment was not lost on me. And I do not appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Bling, Mm bling. Yeah, suck it. Suck it long and suck it hard. Add some decency to to the proceedings, please. What was your favorite scene (laughs) or comedic moment?
1: I have, I have been quoting this movie for uh, almost 20 years now. Right. Um, and it was funny cause I, I kind of forgot where this, where the scene came in the movie, um, because it's my favorite one. And this is a little shout out to another uh, Red Hawk alum, uh, my buddy McClish out in Colorado. It's, it's Higgins' story at the beginning when they're doing their, like, icebreaker, like, let's get together, campfire. The, she- the sheep shit? <laughs> the sheep shit. Truth be told,
2: I don't have a brother. <laughs> is is, is, is that, was that a love and honor reference? I love it, too. Um, it, it's so funny. I, I, like, I, our red, and- red, our, our red, Heart, a red Hawk brother, a love and honor, Miami. Yes, that one. Love and honor, love and honor. Um, that that actually, I, I, I got to tell you, Bling, that fucking broke me. I'm like, that's the punchline. That's the punchline. That whole stupid scene, and the punchline's like, oh, wait to the end. I don't actually have a brother. I ate this shit. You are totally missing the point of most of this movie. Like, hey, yeah, no, I know. That's, and, and to be honest, that's when I realized this film might not be for me.
0: Uh, <laughs> that scene is great because you have, it's actually Matthew Perry's only really good scene to himself where you finally like see like oh like yeah he's a total schmuck but like like he just has no idea how to work with these people at all and everybody else is laughing hysterically and he's there like super awkwardness paisley robe it's fantastic
2: but the problem i have with that scene is that i relate with matthew perry i'm like i too do not find this funny and I, I've I, always said I you're a fancy I boy. I don't like that. I don't want to. I don't want to relate to Matthew Perry. That makes me uncomfortable.
0: Now, my scene, this is definitive okay. because I too have quoted this movie with many of my friends for the past 20 years. And mm. my favorite scene by far, is when Matthew Perry succumbs to the Rocky Mountain fever and they send Bartholomew Hunt down, back down the mountain to get the egg of an eagle. And the first time he gets it, he cracks the egg and he eats it. And he has this look on his face like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. The second time he gets it, he's like, no, I'm going to go out hunting. He shoots the pig or the boar. He's making bacon. And like he looks at the egg and and he makes it eggs and bacon. And every time he fights this eagle and it's so perfect. And he finally gets back there and she's like, I only needed the shell. And the defeat on his face that she only needed the shell is so good.
2: And you get the stinger later when they even acknowledge that fact. And he, he acknowledges it too, Chris Farley's character. And he says, yeah, but we only needed the shell. I wish somebody would have told me that. <laughs> like, and, like, and then, it's, it, it's a little on the nose, but it's like, but guys, here's the thing. T-dubs what you're not telling the listeners who I hope have not seen this movie. um, They spend a solid 15 minutes on that gag. Like the movie takes a 15 minute detour to do that Eagle egg gag. Cause you get three cycles of it and it's like, this feels a little excessive and the payoff is just, the payoff is and fantastic. And my I, s- I, it's, it's a gag. It's a gag. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a bit. I get it. But wow. A very close wow. second
0: is there's a guy who plays the bagpipes on their river journey and he always plays the same song. Uh, and then uh, uh, this... Was that a joke? Was that was that a joke? You're telling me that's a joke? I just thought that was... Shut up. Nobody wants to hear your negativity. Oh, yeah. Fine.
2: Fine. Fine.
0: What, what happens is they're like... Chris, essentially Matthew Perry very gently is like, you know, when we suggested you play music, we're under the assumption you knew many other songs. And when Chris Farley goes, don't you know any other goddamn tune? I have quoted that probably more than any line of this movie. And then, of course, the guy's like, that soulful dirge that you played me this morning. (laughs) And then Uh (laughs) he plays the exact same song. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. So great. All right. So since you hated this movie, Chumso, because you are s- such a negative Nancy. Uh, and I
2: hate fun. It's, it's a, it's a documented fact. I hate fun. Let's just
0: talk about Farley, right? Because he was obviously gone far too oh. soon. Uh, what is your favorite SNL moment from Farley? I'll even let you start. I have two solid choices for this, but one is, is my choice.
2: I'm not gonna steal your thunder, I'm gonna let you have this one. I just I believe it was Al Franken that said he approached Chris um when he was clearly struggling and said, Hey pal, like you could drop some weight and still be the funny guy, like you can you could take care of yourself, brother, and get better. And uh I, I, I'm a Al Franken fan, and that always breaks my heart a little bit when I, I think of that because. The cast members on SNL did love Chris Farley; they really did, and uh, I, I think they all knew he needed help, and they and they wanted to reach out. I think yeah, you know Adam Sandler obviously did, and which which we might recommend my recommendation tonight. Excuse me, but his touching tribute to his friend Chris Farley, uh, that was amazing, and we've talked about on the pod before, but I'm going to recommend it again tonight if you haven't seen it, YouTube it. But no, I'm not going to. No, I'm not. I'm just going to say like I just. All Those people loved him and thought about him, like they knew he was struggling, and uh, it just yeah,
0: he'd gone too soon, rip buddy. Okay, yeah, I mean, man. as a person who has also struggled mightily with low self esteem, uh, it's, it, it's very disheartening to know that Chris Farley did not see his own uh, self worth when clearly he had so much of it. But to bring the pod back up, uh. So uh, like, for example, I I read Bob Odenkirk's book and he hated the Chippendale sketch. And that's not my pick because the Chippendale sketch was so reliant on basically portraying Chris as a slob. And he's like, but that's not what Chris was. And even though that sketch was hugely popular, that's largely how he saw himself. And that's sort of the unfortunate thing is, you know, he just didn't have a, a very good vision of himself but my two picks would be decaffeinated Colombian coffee crystals mm-hmm. but my my real pick is Schmitz gay if you've got a thirst and you're oh, gay my God. I've, have I have sent that gift or that that link to high school buddies of mine maybe a thousand times we constantly have we talk yes. about like this place is a dump wait do you see the pool <laughs> he flips
2: the sunglasses up
0: yeah oh the chicken fight that <laughs> the, chi- the chicken fight. so bling blank what do you think
1: i, I kind of wanted to pick schmidt's gay uh but i didn't because i was like I was like, do we want to do we want to jump on to the 90s kind of homophobia uh joke wagon that 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 is um, it's par it's par for the course it, it really is so maybe I, is, I shouldn't yeah. have shied away from but now that now that that was your pick i'm kind of glad i did um and it, It's funny because I was I was literally talking about the the I was in Ocean City, Maryland uh, this morning, and we were watching all the bachelorette boats come in and out of the harbor that we were that we were working on today. <laughs> and uh, I told my buddy I was like, dude, we should go and see if we can dance for the girls on their bachelorette tiki cruise. You know, we'll be the Chippendales dancers. I'm Farley, you're Swayze, and and it's it's funny t uh, dubs that you you talk about that like. Farley saw himself kind of as that slob. But when I watched that Chippendale skit, I was always just so impressed with his athleticism and how good of a dancer he was. You know, I mean, obviously he's got the moves and the hips, but Farley was an athlete. You know, I really, he was quite nimble.
2: Yeah. No. uh, Hey, and just to, to chime in from my field reports, he was a hell of a rugby player at Marquette, apparently. There you go. Yeah. As, as the story goes, yeah, you know, yeah,
0: Chris Farley, a bit of an athlete.
2: He,
1: I mean, if he played in the pack, he can't be that good of an athlete. Let's be honest, guys.
0: Well, you know, what's, maybe what's he that? was a Ford that liked to kick, like hey. uh, somebody <laughs> in this podcast, not me.
1: <laughs> Fuck off, dubs. Fuck uh, off. So my actual, my my actual favorite skit, though, I, I got, I I got tied. I had two that that really I just love, and I laugh so hard at every single time. um the first one is the Gap Girls at the mall uh, with- Lay off Vegas. me, I'm starving. These pies are good. <laughs> that, that, that's my that's day. A classic. That's a classic. My wife you are my the, you are the queen
0: day. of cell phone trickery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're so good. Uh, but the one that I watched today that had me in absolute stitches was when he's on the Japanese game show. And he doesn't speak uh, Japanese. (laughs) And he ends up with a car battery hooked up to his junk and he he can't guess it. Mike Myers is the host. And Alec Baldwin's got to
0: cut off one of his fingers.
2: Wasn't. uh...
0: I believe Janine Garofalo was the other contestant. She was. That sounds
1: right. Yeah. And I think they were all actually speaking pretty good Japanese. I don't. I mean, I don't. We need, again, we need Captain Cash here for this. But... Yes, exactly.
0: So number three, and this is continuing on this Farley train. We, we just talked about great skits from his SNL tenure. We've seen so many great comedies. And I feel like we've been like really lacking Farley's presence on the comedy scene. Mm. And what if mm. there was one movie, one comedy movie you've seen, what do you think he would have been best in? Like immediately, like everything Sandler, you're like, it's missing Farley. It's totally sure. missing
1: Farley. It's basically everything Kevin James is in should have been Chris Farley. Yeah.
0: But for example, like I think about like Correct. I think uh Galifian Actress is very funny in the in the hangover, but Farley would have made that character so much <sighs> more like he could have gotten so much more mileage out of that character because by the hangover two and three, that character doesn't work anymore. I I don't know if I agree with that
2: t-dubs but i will say it is very interesting to see the alternative timeline that could have been farley was the original uh first pick for shrek and that was was not gonna be mike myers that was gonna be farley that was gonna be a chris farley project
0: but i don't think that is as good for him as some as some of the other stuff like i I want to i agree i agree do i think
2: mike myers did fine with shrek yes absolutely shrek's great but just imagine a world where Chris Farley was Shrek. That's, I but think,
1: know, I think I think point is that he's just such a physical presence in yes. everything that he does. Like his physical comedy is is so much of what Farley does. But I mean, if you, if, you, if, he, if he made it to the Hangover, we would have had a, a trimmed down, probably sober Chris Farley at that point. Like that, that was his only option, right? Like I I do de- does, does. Or, yeah. you know, yeah. and so I, I don't know. I think it, could, it still could to work.
2: You go back and watch Tommy Boy. Which I think is where he perfected his craft, like his character and his shtick. Could Chris Farley have stretched that into multiple movies? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know what? Hey, I'll be honest with you. Could he have been a character on The Office? Probably. Could sure. he? Could he have stepped? Could he stepped into those kind of roles uh, as a reoccurring character? Absolutely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that he was going to be ever a leading man.
0: Well, but, well but, but think about he, he this. He could definitely been, please. But Frank the Tank is Chris Farley.
2: Oh, oh, perfect. You're Will right. Ferrell yes.
0: basically took everything Farley did, and and that's his performance in old school. And you know what? Like, that's, I, that's, I, that's, I, I love actually, Will Ferrell, I've too. I've never heard, of, but as I've a never theoretical heard of that
2: thing, way. But that, that's an excellent point, Tito. I would it's love to
0: see what Farley would have been in that.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm there with
1: you. So let me ask you this. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I thought about that today about, about Frank the Tank. But let me ask you this first. Cheers. Would, because I got stuck, I got so blinders on with basically Kevin James had to fill in for Farley in Grown Ups. Um And then, so then I just, I couldn't stop thinking about Kevin. Sure. Yeah. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. Um, like Farley would have been great in all those roles. And then it got me thinking like, would Farley have made Paul Blart be a fantastic movie? And I think oh the God. answer is unequivocally yes.
2: Like in the multiverse, you're saying that we get a Chris Farley Paul Blart movie. Wow.
1: Yeah. So
0: uh,
1: I agree with that. <sighs> Mind blown.
0: Mind blown. But but I also apparently Chris Farley told his agent, "Please stop getting me dumb fat guy roles." And I feel like if his agent was Jonah Hill's agent. Farley could have done all the shit that Jonah Hill went on to do.
2: And Farley and, could and do those to, things. Oh, like, he was talented. Yes, he could. And shout out to Jonah Hill for trying to fucking fight that stereotype. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah, yeah. And everybody basically shitting on him. That poor bastard.
0: War dog. I mean, so good. I mean, yeah, it worked out tremendously. He's been now he's been nominated for an Oscar multiple times. But like, literally, like. That's what like he's still Farley, fighting an uphill battle. Farley really was tired of, of doing that. And like, yeah, we're we're like talking about comedies that he could be in, but he was really typecast in a lot of he ways. Was.
2: And, and and to your point about his SNL skits, though, I mean, like that it's a dual edged sword, right? That was the shtick he built his brand on. Well, it's Matt Foley.
0: Everything at the end of the day yeah, was Matt Foley. It's,
2: it's it's Matt Foley, yeah. Yeah, uh, mankind. Mm-hmm.
0: Sacco. No, that's Mick Foley. But yes, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I mean, it was. Uh, who was the guy? Bennett Bennett Brower here. So I eat my own dandruff. I pop my I'm pimples with a compass I had in high school.
1: <laughs> you guys can't see me doing the arms. I'm sorry. It's, it, it, I wish no, it's, it's, it's radio, folks. But let me
0: tell you, Mr. Bling, putting on a show. So last question was, well, I mean, we kind of spoiled it. it, was this was 5%, Ed was 0%. Which of my beloved friends' cast members fared worse? And I think it's unequivocally Matt LeBlanc, because yeah. there was nobody to save Matt LeBlanc. There was no Chris Farley in Ed to save Matt LeBlanc.
1: No, I mean, the, the monkey had more personal. Personality than LeBon did in in ed it's just a travesty and and i think the, the history confirms this like matthew perry uh still got uh uh, uh the whole nine yards yeah, cool. yeah. famous
0: yeah. bunk matthew perry and uh the whole nine yards Who? is fantastic so isn't it I, yeah, it is. The whole nine yards is good. The whole 10 oh. yards is mostly terrible, except for a couple of jokes, particularly when he calls it's the terrible. guy with a well, long face a Shetland pony. But
2: and, and that guy's been on the pot a couple
0: of times. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's our uh, lingering questions. And up, up next, uh, after we hear from our uh, Wobam Entertainment brethren over at the Double Turn Podcast, we've got the Pittsburgh Nelly Trivia Challenge. We'll be right oh, boy. back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast.
2: Every Friday, we bring you the best in Pro Wrestling Talk.
0: Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history.
2: We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app.
0: And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Hello and welcome back to the 162nd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. Gentlemen, we've got a five-question, multiple-choice format quiz. To chime in, either stick with one of our stalwarts or say, get your own bottle. The bear is worse. The bear is definitely worse. Or hang him and shoot him. For reference, I named this quiz after Pittsburgh Nelly, a Welsh whore who could do things with her one good arm that make you forget that thing on her neck. This trivia is all centered around history and good news winner gets bidwell's ear yes <laughs> it has been taken care of i mean it's a little worse for hey, the can, wear
2: but it's bidwell, a bidwell can you bidwell can you hear me can you hear me i'm conducting an experiment here bidwell can you hear me i can hear you he's right next to you
1: <laughs> this is a joke he it's a
2: movie and it is stupid let's continue
1: that's not how it works chumpy
2: i i Bidwall, man, talk about not
0: knowing science.
2: (laughs) Bidwall, whatever.
0: All right, number one Bartholomew Hunt takes the job for the sum of $150. How much Mm -hmm. does that roughly translate to today? Is it a three thousand eight hundred eighty dollars? Is it b four thousand eight hundred eighty dollars? Is it c five thousand eight hundred eighty dollars? Or is it d? $6,880. Six thousand eight hundred
1: and eighty dollars. Tarts way. and
0: farts. That was Blink Blake. I'm gonna go with C.
2: Incorrect. Five thousand. Uh, farts and tarts. Okay. I'm gonna
0: go with D. Also incorrect. Damn. It was A. Thirty-eight eighty. Man, According to the online calculator (laughs) that I used to process this information. I'll I'll, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. But damn, that's
0: that's cheap, bro. Whatever. Okay. Number two, we're tied at zeros. Hunt informs Mm -hmm. Edwards that he paid good money in Louisville to watch two pigs hump dressed as the king and queen of France. Who was the actual leader of France in 1803? Was it A. Robespierre? Was it B. Louis-Philippe? Was it C, Napoleon Bonaparte? Or was it D, Charles X? Farts and tarts, B. It is not Louis Philippe. You are incorrect.
1: Damn! Now I'm really thinking hard about master and commander. I want to say Napoleon.
0: That is correct. So Napoleon officially Ah! became ruler of France in 1804, But he was part of the contingent that was leading France in 1803. Uh, For the record, the French monarchy temporarily ended in 1792 as the reign of terror essentially spread across France, which is where they were mass executing the aristocracy. Off with their heads. Here's our bonus question. Who were the king and queen of France during this period? Because that is who the pigs would be dressed as. Does anybody know? I
2: have no idea. What kind of beheaded? do you think this is?
0: (laughs) It was King Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette, who were both actually beheaded in 1795 as they tried to escape France.
2: I'm just going to say I have major questions about my podcast allegiance here what kind of podcast am i on these questions are entirely too difficult i'm sorry
0: uh french history very very interesting uh danton great movie you should you should watch that danton was also a french revolutionary uh who was terror hot probably on the right side of the french high tension so he played by chris o'donnell in the movie it was actually played by uh, Val Kilmer. What's his Ooh, name? Dream. What's the heavy set uh, French actor's name that was in everything? Gerard but, Depardieu? Gerard Depardieu, but now he's kind of a sex pest, so
1: he also inexplicably played an Italian Christopher Columbus with a French accent <laughs> that never done a sense.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Is that was that like the uh Concept of the Ridley, Paradise? Is that the Ridley? Is that the yeah. Ridley Scott? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Columbus, yeah. That, that, that movie had such a weird-ass trailer. Uh, also, The Return of Martin Guerre, Great Gerard Depardieu movie. So, number three. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Bling Blake is up 1-0. Uh, mm-hmm. Number three. Napoleon actually presided over the Louisiana Purchase for France, selling the territory for this amount per acre. Was it A. 2 cents? Was it B. 4 cents? Was it C. 6 cents? Or was it D. 8 cents?
1: I'm gonna shoot. Blake, two cents an acre. Incorrect.
2: I'm gonna take a stab here.
0: Um, I'm gonna shoot. Yes. As well, uh, can I say six cents? An acre? That's that's also incorrect. It was four cents. Damn. And here's some trivia for you. So that equates to roughly. What? It was fifteen million dollars to acquire all this land uh west of the mississippi river which was that,
2: that's less than one season of tom
0: brady's services so right that was 15 million dollars by mm-hmm. anchor total and that was roughly and i looked this up it was somewhere in the 30 billions so yes half of america is worth less than twitter
1: <laughs> here's 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 your bonus question tedos do you know what the Louisiana purchase would be worth today? Oh, boy.
0: Well, by real standards, because it can't be just based upon this monetary inflation. Wait, wait hold
2: on. I have a legit question here. Does this Louisiana purchase include Drew Brees?
0: No. <laughs> He's not included? Okay. No. Okay. Why would you want that dead arm? he's re- retired yeah well
2: i if you're if you're a uh, if you're a saints fan you want him but okay yeah you no, go ahead you oh no i'll it.
0: take i'll take chris everett, you, you Jim gonna everett. Take,
2: you're, you, you're gonna take the famous james winston go, go ahead knock yourself out all now right you get
0: for dinner uh only if they come from public i can't even imagine what that would actually be worth
1: today Something like $1.3 trillion it's, is it's, the value insane, of that. Right? Today. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. It's, 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 but it's amazing
1: long. that it was only
0: worth less than Twitter if you base it on inflation. Yeah. It's just insane. That's wild. So we're so, still at uh, one to okay. zero. And we are on the number four. Aaron Burr is at the party where Edwards is detailing his future travels with Hunt. On what date did Aaron Burr killed Alexander Hamilton in their fateful duel. Was it A, July eleventh, eighteen o two? Was it B, July eleventh, eighteen o three? Was it C, July eleventh, eighteen o four? Or was it D, July eleventh, eighteen o five?
1: I'm gonna shoot, bling light. at Aaron Burr. Go with eighteen o four. Correct. Woo. Chumpy, never
0: gave me the opening, baby. So, technically, you can still tie, Chumpsilla. You could still tie, because uh, there is a bonus. We're at number five. Prior to their departure, William Clark trained his party at this camp north of St. Louis. Was it A, Camp Dubois? Was it B, Camp Elmira? Was it C, Fort Osage? Or was it D, Camp Claiborne? I'd like to point out this is... The Thunders Wizard
1: Stomping Grounds as well. It is, yeah. Technically.
0: I was, was also the, the hardest of quiz that
1: I've ever heard on this podcast.
0: <laughs> I, I, I actually had a Chris Farley-specific quiz, and I was like, this is too easy. <laughs> Let me dive into history and really racket, ratchet this up a notch.
1: Can we please have the choices again?
0: So it's A. Dubois. B. Elmira, C. Osage, or D. Claiborne?
2: Farts and tarts. I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to say D.
0: Claiborne. You're going to shoot your shot clear into the sky and get murdered because that is wrong. (laughs) That eagle is going to fly me out to
2: open waters and drop me off. I, I just want to point Way out off that the offshore, so I can just die in peace. The musical
0: cue me. when the eagle shows up is also moving. immaculate. Da-da-da. When he's like reaching into the into the nest, like <laughs> he's like coming. Up, Where are you, huh? Gonna protect your little
1: babies, <laughs> and then we fall off the cliff at the end and it comes back.
0: I, I love how they all look at him and they're like, "Yeah, you're go- you're going down the rock face." <laughs> You gotta summer. be a stage It was Dubois. So he, du here, here was the bonus, just feet. just for fun. What is the jukebox number for the Rolling Stone Street Fight Man and Dirty Work? Chris Farley's final film appearance. What does he say? Fight music. What is the number? Because this is also a Farley thing. I'll never ever forget. It's the quote I, I I still do when I'm over at, like, a uh, Touch two. Is, like, is it like E2? Jesus, no. It's embarrassing. You just watched the movie, for Pete's sake. I, it's, I did. It's G7. You just press G8. And then, if you like P-Nicolata. And dancing so in the long. rain. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck you, T-Dubs. All right. We are on to our recommendations. Uh, what do you have for this week? We'll start with our guest, Bling Blake, who's still fingering his stomach wound.
1: Also, before we get to recommendations, can I can I bring up something that we haven't talked about yet in in the plot? And obviously, I know pod favorite uh, Bokeem Woodbine, uh, Sergeant Chris. Did anybody know that he didn't make it to the beach?
0: Wait, I didn't. I did not notice
1: that. <laughs> After they run the gauntlet, but Woodbine's just gone. He doesn't show up anymore. He's not at the end of the movie. Wait, no, no, he's there. He is one hundred percent not there. He's, they oh they had to they had to do that as an extra shoot, and he was doing something else. He didn't come back to reshoot the beach scene, and so, so he's it, not into the in end. He's not there. The,
2: the black guy is not on the beach.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, the black guy didn't make it.
0: Wow. Well, I, I mean, he was probably the only other person in the cast who actually was doing things. So. Because he's in a lot of movies.
2: Again, I don't like his role in this film, and that cements the fact that I don't like his role in
1: this film. That's gross. Wow. I think I'll wear the Paisley robe tonight. You should proudly. Okay. Recommendations. This is what I'm on. I have since since uh, Mayor McCheese and Captain Cash aren't here. I'm gonna. I have a couple. If you guys don't mind, is that okay? Please no indulgence. Don't please
0: proceed.
1: Uh, so full disclosure, as soon as Thunderous Wizard asked me to come on the podcast tonight, I, I was so excited and I immediately watched this movie, purchased it right away and watched it. Uh, you know, no questions asked, loved it, had a great time. And as soon as I was done, it got me thinking. And so we know that this is Chris Farley's last movie, sadly. And it got me thinking about the movie that this is really derivative of, which is Wagons East. Starring John Candy, also his last movie, and also I believe racking in somewhere around zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Wow! What a what a connection to draw there.
1: And you know what's funny? I've never
0: seen Wagons East. I've only seen Canadian Bacon, which is which is his penultimate last movie. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Uh, also, I I love John Candy.
2: You know, Uncle Buck fucking rules. So good.
1: You could probably like
2: I I know know there's a whole generation of kids that just like oh I love Macaulay Culkin he was in fucking Home Alone no Macaulay Culkin was in
1: Uncle Buck but moving on Um, so anyway and I I honestly I don't know if I'm recommending it or not Uh, I don't know if it's it's, I recommend that you watch it or that you don't watch it Uh, you know Richard Lewis. Uh, the guy that plays the the dude, dumb cop in uh, 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 Captain Cash's favorite movie, Peacemaker, um, is in it, makes an appearance in it. Uh, it feels like a Mel Brooks movie. It's not a Mel Brooks movie. Um, I, I, I enjoyed watching it again. I hadn't watched it since I was a kid. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to have one that's you know, a, a goodbye to John Candy as well, um, and Peace is, is definitely worth checking out. Um, my second one is still in that adventure uh, vein, although not at all a, a western in, in the slightest sense of the word. Has anybody recommended on the podcast yet uh, Uncharted? The, the no, the I haven't Holland watched movies?
0: it yet, but I know it's going to be on Netflix soon, so I, I was kind of like waiting for it.
1: I was a huge fan of the Uncharted games. I loved them. Um, I like those third-person kind of running around games where it feel like you're playing a movie. Um, and so I really love the movie. I love the games and I really enjoyed it. You know, uh, Tom Holland seems to be good at everything. He's not what I pictured Nathan Drake as, but uh, I liked him. And then uh, Wahlberg is a serviceable sully. Um, I, I really enjoyed nice. it. Nice. Um, nice. I also purchased it because, like okay. T dubs. I, I I buy things.
0: So uh, <laughs> here's the question: favorite Uncharted game of the,
1: of the four, which is your favorite? I'm replaying the second one right now. I just got done replaying the first one, but I still think Thief's End is awesome for all the sweeping stuff. But the second one, uh, which one is that? What's that called? Um, but where he does the, the, the Himalayan train climb. That, it's, and it's that's the plane fun. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the plane scene is in the movie, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, I liked it when they started opening up the the levels more, so you could explore more. Yeah, and kind of stay on the track. Um, so the thief's end had the had the biggest levels, I think. Um, the fourth one, and because by then you were they were able to capitalize on PlayStation 4's uh you know hardware, and I think it it was a lot of fun.
0: I think I like the second one the best because when you're in the mountains with that guy who like you fight the abominable snowman with. <laughs> He yeah, he's like your buddy i really like that <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: so yeah but i tried I it like i would it. definitely
1: it was... check it out all right yeah my big thing um, uh is nolan north in the movie he does make a cameo appearance okay. and uh it's it's good it's it's definitely fantastic that makes me so feel better him.
0: because yeah. honestly like when they cast holland i'm like nah done work doesn't work anymore. well he was
1: he was always uh, you know a Firefly for me, uh Nathan Fillion. That's always who I imagine playing the character, but now Fillion's way too old and fat to play Nathan Drake. Yeah. Um, but but Drake should be a brawler, right? He should be a big dude.
0: Yeah. yeah well, Chubb you can't play Nathan Drake.
1: I mean, I'd watch it.
0: Hey, you know what though? The the hey, Scottish I, the Scottish I, I, guy I,
2: I, I am heavy set, so
0: the Scottish guy now. he makes the joke about is in my recommendation, so. But what's oh, your yeah. recommendation, Chumpsilla? Uh,
2: after watching this film, yeah, no, it, watch The Princess Bride, it's a much better movie. I know there's some weird, probably deeply rooted psychological hangups that make me think of that movie when watching this one, but yeah, this is movie, it's, it's not great, it's fine, it's Chris Farley, whatever. But watch The Princess Bride, it's a better film. It. Okay, it's the, yeah, yeah it, it, uh, it's, it, it's the same brand of humor. Just execute
0: it at a higher level. I will say that. So my recommendation is Michael Mann's 1992 masterpiece, "The Last of the Mohicans." It kicks so much ass. Uh, the score, the visuals, heat, the performances—heat yeah. all top-notch. Nope, I'm, nope, I'm gonna ignore you. If I have to mute heat. you, I will. Uh, Heat.
2: You should watch Heat. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, of course you should watch Heat, but. <laughs> everything in the last movie can stop notch It's based on the 1826 novel written by James Fenimore Cooper, a uh, revolver its a family deep. of trappers who wind up having to protect the daughters of a British of a British colonel as the French and Indian War rages around them. It's such a fucking good movie, and I can't recommend it highly enough. And also, the Scottish guy can't from The plays Duncan, who is uh-huh. in love with Madeline Stowe's character who falls in love with Daniel oh. Day-Lewis and he turns oh. out to be a good guy but I guess it's sort of a spoiler but, but oh my don't god don't we
2: all it... fall in love with Daniel Day-Lewis? is that not like standard?
0: if you haven't seen Last of the Mohicans what are you doing with your life? the music the music, music, a is I know is music a, guy is immaculate <laughs> the music <laughs> is immaculate Again. It goes
1: so well with with all the the landscapes and all that. It's it, yes. I love that it, movie. I have a I have a chingachgook war club that I built in wood shop in high school. Oh, Gee, oh see? My.
0: Well, look at that. I recommend something, and Blink Blake's like, "Guess what? I could have killed uh, Magua on top on top of the falls too."
1: I'm there for it, baby.
0: I'm just saying that Daniel Day
2: Lewis is dreamy. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, especially that. Daniel
0: Day-Lewis. He's, he's literally like uh, our, gla- he's our, red, our greatest hair. living actor, and this is his probably worst performance. He's not bad in really? the movie, but he's not great in really? this movie. He he's does, not doesn't great require a whole lot of range. Yeah. Hawkeye doesn't say anything. He, he's A lot of it is like a steely gaze and a, a smoldering intensity. You and then just him telling no this girl, girl I will find you. And it's like, wait a minute. There's a whole army. There's no way you could succeed. But you clearly have no idea. And then again, watch all the Christopher Guest movies because they're all very, very funny.
1: Very funny. Absolutely. Uh, And the other one that you guys should all definitely check out is uh, I Am Chris Farley, the documentary that came out in 2016, I think, 2015. Uh, yes
2: absolutely it's so
1: good uh all the friends and family talking about him i mean if if you love chris farley if you're our age and you loved all those movies you will cry um but it is it's it's so good and it really
0: yeah he's a bit of a sweetheart i think i think the biggest thing like and we've talked about some serious stuff here and there on the pod before and we and i've recommended that movie uh way back when and uh chumpzilla you didn't follow up but definitely watch adam sandler's 100 fresh so you can watch him perform uh his chris farley tribute mm. live you can find it on youtube but like his whole special is really good and by the time that hits it's like the perfect moment in this documentary of him doing stand-up and performances i, I liked
2: him doing the my friend Chris Farley, that song that was, yeah,
0: and it's it's just a very sweet top, thing. It's top notch. It's top notch. It is. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe and connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. In the end, listeners, remember one thing, and I think we can all say this maybe you'll agree drinking has its benefits. Well, see yeah, you next hold week.
2: on hold on hold on i think we can all agree drinking has its benefits
1: you just you just said that
0: yeah we 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 just said that (laughs) tune in next week for our next installment of hops and period piece flops the last duel which is probably the maybe the highest minded film we've done on this on this podcast (laughs) but hey you know what it flopped so (laughs) away we go